sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Those numbers are unreal. Otani drives that down the right field line. Help yourself out, big fella. One run comes in. Stassi scores. Otani digging for third. A two-run triple. Marsh scores. Three-nothing. Halos. Come on. Out in there. A dozen strikeout special delivery for Otani. Matasashin. Backdoor breaking ball. Nasty slider. Slider to finish it off. And Shohei. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Thursday, July 14th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, the Open is underway. Has the door closed on Tiger and Phil? Back to the drawing board. The unperfect 10. Classic opposite pick. Getting younger and dumber. Boy named Sue. Great betting system comes in last night. Baseball says don't stand there. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks all coming up. Uh, the fastest hour here on Sports Grid Radio. Uh, what's going on, LLs, loyal listeners? How are you on this uh, Thursday? Bally Sports West with the calls last night as Otani did it again. <laughs> I got to tell you, I was uh, one of the naysayers last year, and I still say he didn't deserve the MVP last year, but you want to give it to him as a novelty, okay. You know, my biggest argument was that he didn't have a great year pitching. He didn't have a great year batting. He had, you know, nice years, both, and, you know, the first time that's happened and since Babe Ruth days, literally, so Okay, uh, but I said, if that's your reason, then he's going to be doing this every single year. You know, if you're not putting him in, under any scrutiny as far as really pitching well uh, or really hitting really, really well, then, then, you know, as long as he pitches and hits in the same season, he's going to be the MVP. But I must say this year, the numbers are there. Uh, Pitching-wise and hitting-wise, you'd like to have his bat- batting average be a little higher than the 255 or so. But he's on pace, uh, pace for right around 50 home runs, which is unheard of. He, you know, uh, He's on pace for uh, 90 to 100 RBIs, which is terrific. And, and then he's on pace for like 15 to 18 wins I'm with a lousy baseball team. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. I, I will say that he really – so I've hopped on board this year. I have. Now, does he deserve MVP? We'll see what other guys put for you. I really thought Vlad Guerrero, who was that close to getting a triple crown last year, he should have won the MVP. Now, I don't know if anybody this year is going to have a monster year like that. We got guys that have home runs and RBIs, but not the batting average, or guys that have some of those numbers, but not on winning teams. We'll see who emerges. But so far, I mean, he's the story. Can you be the story? And not the MVP, even if we've heard this story before. I mean, uh, last night, 12 strikeouts, 12 against the team that has struck out the second fewest time in all the baseball. Oh, by the way, 
So it's not like he's striking out the stank 12 times, right? I mean, he's facing a team that is one of the best on putting the ball in play, and he's still got 12 strikeouts, and he got a two-run triple as uh, the Angels end up pulling away late and win 7-1. It just, it is funny. It is, you know, get him on a real team. That's what Major League Baseball, you know, you used to say this all the time about the, the NFL, you know, and, and the NBA too in particular. Oh, you know, you need the Celtics, you need the Lakers, you need the Knicks, you need the Bulls to be really good. You know, the the Sacramento Queens and the San Antonio Spurs and, uh, you know, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, ah, they, they just don't really cut it. We need those big market teams, right? We're all rooting for the big markets, hence the, uh, uh, the Patrick Ewing, you know, frozen uh, square. And, you know, NFL, same thing. Boy, we need Dallas. We need the Giants. We need the, the Packers. You know, we need all these great big market teams. And, uh, and baseball, you know, to a lesser extent, same way. You need the Stankies. You need the Dodgers, right? We all, we all know that. Ratings go up through the roof uh, with teams like that. Put him on a real team, and the Angels are not a real team. They're not a real franchise. They never have been. You go back to the Reggie Jackson days, the last time they've really been significant. I know they went to the World Series the one time, but aside for that, the two or three-year stretch, I mean, just, you know, in the shadows of the Dodgers, and just, you know, they can't get out of their own way. They really can't, right? This guy gets as much publicity as this guy gets. Put him on a real team, a good team. Get him out of the shadow of overrated Mike Trout. And this guy would be the face of baseball for sure. He would take baseball to a new level. Right now, baseball is like fighting off the NHL. It really is. Football one, basketball two. Baseball is fighting off the NHL for some search, you know, some identity. I mean, what is it? Is it a pitcher's league? Is it a hitter's league? Is it a roids league? You know, uh, it, it's a blah. The season is too damn long. Nobody cares about it anymore. I tell you, sports-wise, the worst thing COVID did was it let baseball fans know, you know, we really don't need 162 games. It, it was obvious before uh, it was made even more obvious with the strike slash lockout strike COVID situation over the last two days, uh, two years uh, about the shortened season and then not being able to go to games. It's like, you know, fans are just like, you look at attendance, it's down basically all across the board. Why waste your time? 162 games for what? For what? We're not playing a postseason for another four months, for goodness sakes. So baseball needs something to put it back on the, the level that it was, third or fourth, uh, or second or third. And uh, Otani would be it, but instead he's stuck with the Angels. So anyway, just getting underway. Baseball, we got football, we got some basketball notes. Scott Wetzel, Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And the pitch. And that one gets away as well. Here comes LeMayu. He scores. A walk-off wild pitch. And the Yankees win it 7-6. The birthday boy slides across with the winning run. Kicks away. Here comes Aguilar. Delay gets it. And the Marlins are going to win it as soon as he steps on home plate. It's a Marlins walk-off win. A wild pitch and a wild finish. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
All right, welcome back to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. Yes, Network uh, with the call there uh, with the Yankee uh, Wild Pitch winner and then uh, Bally Sports Florida with the call there with the uh, Miami Marlins uh, Wild Pitch winner. How, we- how weird has baseball been this, uh, this this week, right? I told you yesterday we had a little pop quiz yesterday, right, about how a guy could uh, pitch to one, uh, two batters seemingly, yeah, give up four runs. We explained that yesterday. And then last night we had have not one but two games end on wild pitches. I mean, how many times do you see that? Once every blue moon? And we had it twice last night in about an hour's span? I mean, how, how wild is that? Meanwhile, Stanky fans, uh, listen, all right, so you won the battle, but again, you continue to lose the war, and that's with your uh, seemingly the best part of your team, the bullpen, failing to get the job done, and uh, your boy Luis uh, Severino leaves the game with shoulder stiffness. Ha-ha! <laughs> Let's uh, let's do a little recap, shall we? Uh, Red Sox beat the snot out of Garrett Cole. Red Sox beat the snot out of uh, Nestor Cortez. And uh, you lose two other games uh, to the Red Sox. And you lose the first game against the pathetic, god-awful Cincinnati Reds. And your second-best pitcher leaves the contest, Severino, with shoulder soreness after two innings. Yeah, it's been a, been a real fine week in the Yankee household, huh? Boy, you guys are going down the tubes. You're lucky the Angels. Angels uh, pitched no time last night. Otherwise, your lead uh, for the best record in all of baseball, which once was, uh, I don't know how many, 10 games, 11 games, whatever it was, something along those lines, uh, down to four. Could have been down to three had the Astros won last night, but it is still at four. Uh, And you talk about weird, right, over the Dodgers as well. Um, You could have had for in-game line numbers. You know, the Yankees last night were trailing four-nothing. Dodgers were trailing 6 nothing, and both came back to win. How crazy is that? So it's been a, it's definitely been a little uh, strange in, in the world of baseball uh, for sure. So two two crazy comebacks. Uh, Yankees uh, fell behind six to five after they had taken a five four lead, seemingly dead, uh, but they get the tying run and they win it in the in the extra innings. So uh, in some aspects, good job. But again, you won the battle, but you lost the war, especially especially if Severino uh, is out. Nice job by the Mets. I tell you, you know. Um, I say, you know, as uh, they beat the Braves seven to three, so they end up taking two or three from Atlanta, which is nice, you know. So they ex- uh, expand their lead in the uh, NL East versus uh, uh, lose it. Had they gotten swept, they could have been in second place, uh, but instead they end up taking two or three. Think about the, you know, I say this all the time with my guys is, you know, don't make this stuff harder than it has to be. Really, I mean, you know, that that's the best saying in sports gambling. Mariners yesterday. We told you this yesterday morning. What were they doing as an underdog to the Washington Nationals? Because why? Jonas Gray is pitching with his ERA at four and a half. So you're going to make one of the hottest teams in baseball, winners of eight straight. You're going to make them an underdog against the pathetic 50 and uh, 30 and 59 Washington Nationals. What are you kidding me? They win game one, six to four. And then they were only like a minus 125 favorite in game number two. You know, when, when the Nationals didn't have their, their lone pitcher uh, worth anything pitching. And you're, just, you're giving me a team that's won nine in a row now after they won the first game. You're going to give me them basically a pick em against the Nationals, who are 14-32 and 32 now at home? Ah, easy. Baltimore, second uh, leg in this little story. 
underdogs at the Chicago Cubs, the Orioles, winners of nine in a row, now 10 in a row. You were giving me plus 120. Now, big dogs, no, but dogs just the same. I have a team that's won nine in a row, and they're taking on the pathetic Chicago Cubs, and you want to give me odds? What are you, nuts? Where do you know where do I sign, right? And again, Orioles win. What was it? Seven to one, eight to one, seven to one. Uh, they're now one game over five hundred. So, you know, sometimes this stuff is easy. And it's never, you know, always like this. I, I get it. And I know what you're saying. I'm gonna bet the national I'm gonna bet the uh, the Mariners uh, tonight's got it and they're gonna lose. And I'm gonna bet the Orioles tonight and they're gonna lose. You watch. I, I get we all say that. All of us say it, and we all feel like we have the Wetzel Black Cloud, but there is only one Wetzel Black Cloud, okay? And, and I have that. You, you don't have that ability. You, you just don't. I'm telling you. You know, Sharepan really put it into perspective. I must say, I got to give him credit because I've always bet with streaks. I always say, greatest sports axiom of all time winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. And he kind of explained why, and it makes 100% sense. If you bet against the streak, let's just say the, uh, the, the the Mariners tonight. I think the Orioles are off tonight. Uh, Seattle's taking on Texas. If you bet on Texas and the Mariners win again, you're like, oh, fudge, what am I doing? Right? Then you're going to bet Texas again against Seattle, and then Seattle's going to win again. And then you're going to bet Texas again against Seattle, and Seattle's going to win again, and you're going to be sitting there in an 0-3 hole. If you bet the Mariners tonight and they lose you lost one time that's it you're done move on streak over you bet with streaks point b and you can only lose once you bet against the streak that streak can last two three four five more games you can lose two three four five more times so it's like, you know what? You know, I never really thought about it that way. Um, and I like to give credit where credit is due. And Dave mentioned it. It's like, you know, that that makes a heck of a lot of sense. That you're right. Um, so you bet with the streak because you could only be wrong the one time. And hopefully, chances are that streak does go two, three, four, five more times. And you're getting the Mariners tonight, plus odds. Uh, now, Barney Perez, uh, you know, someone's going to have to explain about how this guy who was basically out of baseball uh, is 7-2 this year with a 2.72 ERA down in Texas. So something something funky is going on there. I'll, I'll tell you that. But that said, Mariners are getting odds. Texas is a 125 favorite. I got a mediocre team that's one game under 500, <clears throat> uh, under 500 at home, four games under overall. They're taking on the hottest team in baseball, the Mariners, who have won 10 in a row, and I'm getting odds with the Mariners. Got to bet them. Got to bet them. Orioles, uh, in fact, are off tonight. So uh, they begin a series tomorrow in, in Tampa Bay. So you, you just, you know, you got to bet those streaks. So last night you had a lot of those things come through. One thing I will admit that did not come through, obviously the Stankies, uh, the Wetzel Black Cloud strikes again. I, I, I tell you what. <laughs> If I had the time, and I don't, unfortunately, I'd like to go back and see how many times Yankees laying a run and a half, betting against Kansas City laying a run and a half, that two-team parlay came in. Because we started playing it a week ago. A week, uh, we started playing that a week ago. And it lost again last night. Has not come in one time. 0-6, and, and really 0-8, because we don't play it on weekends. <clears throat> and it didn't come in either time on weekends. Now, one of the games, uh, the Yanks got rained out. But that's okay, because Kansas City lost anyway. 
So, oh, officially in six and really eight straight days. Eight straight days. We start playing it. We're, we're, we're talking about the team with the best record in baseball, the Yanks. We're talking about the team with the worst record in baseball, Kansas City. We're talking, and we're laying a run and a half, I hear you saying. Yep, but you know what? Out of Kansas City's losses this year, <clears throat> only eight out of their 53 have come by one run. 45 two-run or more losses out of their 53. So that combination was hitting every single day. We play them. We put the black cloud on them. And it hasn't hit one time in over a week. Not one stinking time. And it didn't last night. Unbelievable. But back to the drawing. We're going to do it one more time. One more day. Phone calls and all other picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And there it is. Ten consecutive wins. Three consecutive sweeps. And a team that was 58 games under in 2021 has a winning record on July the 13th of 2022. The Orioles with their third straight sweep the first time in 17 years. They are 45 and 44. And this game is over. It'll be scored a base hit for Brandon Crawford. And the Giants come back after trailing 3 nothing, And they win this game. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Ah, that you are. A lot of walk-off winners all over the place. 844-843-6879. Mass in the call with the Orioles and then uh, <clears throat> NBCS uh, Bay Area with the call for the Giants. 4-3 winners uh, over the uh, Diamondbacks. Yeah, I tell you what, that Orioles uh, story is getting to be a terrific story. It really is. When you think about, think about this. We're in what? Uh, Mid-July. They had nearly as many wins in mid-July as they had all of last year. They had 52 wins last season. They have 45 so far now. 45. They, they, you know, it's not possible, but they were close to becoming. I bet this has never happened in baseball when you really start to think about it. They were, and they may end up being, three wins shy. Now, they would have to sweep Tampa Bay, but still. They uh, would be three wins shy of having as many wins at the All-Star break one year as they had all of the previous season. I'm venturing to guess no team has ever done that. Without knowing for sure, when you start to think about that, uh, Yankees must have done. No, no, because the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox, they're all, you know, post to 90 wins. They're not getting out of the All-Star break the next year. You got to look at the, the lousy teams. You got to look at the Cubs and you got to look at the, you know, the Oakland A's and, and the Nationals and all the other teams. What team has been able to get as many wins at the All-Star break as they did the entire year? I don't, I don't, I really, I don't think anybody. And the Orioles might be coming the closest. Let's just say they get a split out of Tampa Bay four-game series. They end up with 47 wins. They had 52 last year. Five off. I wonder what the closest number is. 
It's got, if that's not the record, it's got to be pretty darn close. Uh, I don't know how you'd be able to find that out, but uh, that, that's pretty impressive. The Orioles do win, 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 win. Uh, amazing. 45. You know, the sad thing is they're 45 and 44. They won 10 in a row, and yet they're still in last place. You know, the, the bottom line is what are they, second place, third place now, moving up the standings? Nope. Last place still. Last place in the AL East, uh, which is a tough division, as uh, you know, Charlie Montoya found out yesterday as he got whacked by the Blue Jays, despite being uh, four games over 500 and coming off a win. They're now five overs. They won again last night as our uh, coaches fired system came through, gave it out as a best bet with our uh, uh, with our uh, uh, podcast guys. Um, that that's a no-brainer. You got to play that. And oh, by the way, as I was driving home, uh, I'll give uh, credit to my boy. Uh, what's his face? Uh, you know, uh, talking a little Canadian Football League. Uh, we have another coaches fired system in play tonight. Believe it or not, CFL. Uh, I understand uh, from uh, listening to Gabe last night, uh, give credit where credit is due, that the Montreal Alouettes fired their head coach this week or last week. They were on a bye. So they're laying nine against the Edmonton Elks. Do I know anything about the CFL? Outside of, you know, uh, Doug Flutie used to be king. Other than that, no, but you got to play on teams that fire their head coach slash manager. I'm telling you, nothing's 100%. I understand that, but that system comes in like 75, 85% of the time. And it did last night with a monster win over the, uh, with the Blue Jays. And uh, listen, I have nothing against Charlie Montoya, but here's the bottom line. Um, you're responsible. You, your number one job always has been, always will be as a manager head coach, no matter what the sport your number one, without a shadow of a doubt, job. And second responsible job is a distant second, is to get your guys to play to your to their potential. And he wasn't doing it. He had whacked after three and a half years. You know, maybe a nice guy, maybe a good guy, maybe a terrific guy with the media, but that's your number one job. Head coach, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, tennis, whatever the case may be, your job is to get your guys to play to their potential. Now, they may all suck, uh, and their potential might be 500, but it is what it is. Yeah, but Toronto doesn't suck. We, we know that. They got an all-star lineup, up and down the lineup. And now they've had some injuries. I get all that stuff. Pitchers haven't been pitching great. Hitters haven't been hitting great. You know, I heard the guys, uh, you know, uh, say, well, is it this their fault that the Vladimir Guerrero is hitting 260? Yeah, it is. Is it his fault that the George Springer is hitting 270? Yeah, it is. You know, is it his fault that Jose Barrios sucks and can't throw a strike? Yeah, it is. Because he's the manager. He's the guy that's got to get these guys motivated to play up to their potential. Um, it, it's as simple as that. It's not a fair job. It's a lousy job. You know, I can't get this guy to play, Scott. Well, you know what? I can't get rid of the guy. I'm paying him $30 million a year. I got locked in uh, for four or five more years with these guys. I can't get rid of these guys. So, Charlie, don't let the door hit you in the ass. If you can't get it done, I don't blame you. It's not your fault, per se. I understand it. But I, I got to get somebody that will motivate these guys. So, um, I don't question why they whacked him. Uh, we've talked all year about how that's an underachieving team, four or five games over five. But I think that that team should be 10 games over, for goodness sakes. They're, they're in, in a position to be in last place if they would have lost these last two games. The timing of it is weird. That's all. Why not just get to the all-star break? It's almost like they wanted to fire him. When you want to fire a guy, 
You get the first opportunity, and you fire him. When you want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, you say, okay, Charlie, you know what? We just won a game. Wasn't a great road trip, but, uh, you know, uh, we got Philadelphia coming into town. Uh, we got Kansas City coming into town. We got six games before the All-Star break. You know, maybe we can win four or five of those. And, you know, we're heading to the All-Star break. You know, with a five, six-game winning streak, I got a Kansas City team that's got 10 players missing because of the COVID. We got a chance to kind of turn things around here. You give him the chance. They didn't want to give him the chance. And that's why I say there's more to this story than meets the eye. They, they clearly wanted to get rid of him now. They did not want to risk Toronto winning five, six in a row and, and not being able to fire them then, obviously. So that's why it, it's not just he wasn't motivated in this team. There's got to be something behind the scenes that we may never know. Maybe he's a jerk. Maybe he got in a fight with the GM, something. Uh, because otherwise they would have let him play out the first half of the season and then made the switch uh, at the All-Star break. That's when you have three, four days to get yourself situated. So uh, very strange, very, very strange. We'll get into our uh, hits and um, strikeout props uh, in a second here. Let me grab a couple of, uh, couple of phone calls. Start with uh, Johnny in Manhattan today as we flip-flop back and forth. What's going on, John? How are you? Good morning, Scott. How are you? Not too bad. Feel a little better today. Um, it was interesting. You said the Red Sox beat the snot out of Garrett Cole. Um, but Garrett Cole has faced the Red Sox twice and won both games this season, Scott. And you also said that the Red Sox have beat the snot out of Nestor Cortez. So, fun fact, actually, uh, the Yankees didn't lose that game either. So, you're referring to three games in which the Red Sox couldn't uh, get past the Yankees, Scott. I understand that, but that's not that's the uh, that's the battle. The war is that we beat your starting pitchers up. Yeah, that they, they the Yankees. You're right, did win those games, but you know, would you rather have lost a game two to one and Garrett Cole and Esther Cortez, your number one and three starters, probably in the postseason pitching well, or would you rather win you know ten to eight and have those two guys bomb out? I'd rather at this point with the Stanks have these guys pitch well and lose the game. I'm not worried about winning and losing if I'm a Yankee fan right now, right? You've you got a 10-12 game lead. Uh, I, I want to be. I want to have my starting pitchers face a team that they're more than likely going to face somewhere in the postseason, pitch well against these guys. And uh, Garrett Cole has not pitched well uh, against the Red Sox. And Nestor Cortez has not pitched well now in three starts at Fenway Park. That's the big picture. Scott, yesterday you mentioned you were talking about that pitcher with that very strange uh, pitching line. One of those throwing errors that you mentioned was committed by him. Um, and do you know that last night in the Yankees win that the Reds pitcher threw two consecutive wild pitches? And I'll say something yeah. nice about the Reds pitching staff because they deserve a shout-out, Scott. Uh, last night the Reds pitchers went nine and one-third innings they allowed only six hits and two earned runs, and they struck out the Yankees 16 times. So uh, the Reds pitching staff deserved a better fate. I'll hang up, and uh, you can praise them. Let's go, Yanks. Yeah, they they actually did uh, do a pretty good job. You know, the, the, this looked like it was going to be 10-8 uh, written all over it. The, you know, Yankees fall behind. Severino gets whacked. Uh, then the, the Yankees whack uh, Minor. They, they put five runs on the board. Both teams go into their bullpens, uh, which got used up a little bit the day before. And um, Farmer and Kunell, uh, is that how you pronounce it? Gabalt? I, I never even heard of these freaking guys. Strickland? <laughs> you know, they're all shutting down the Yankees. 
Yankees, they allowed just one hit after the fourth inning. One hit. Think about that. And the Yankees won. In a game they were trailing, 6-5 to five in the fifth, the Yankees get one hit the rest of the way, and somehow they find a way to win the game scoring two runs. Uh, amazing. You know? And really, not even that many walks. One walk. One hit, one walk the rest of the way, and the Yankees win. How's that possible? Well, we've seen some crazy, crazy things. But, yes, I, I, you know, uh, back to uh, what I mentioned. You know, you're right. The Red Sox didn't lose those games, but it's not about winning and losing. They won the next two when they beat up your, your pitching staff as well. Um, so I'd be more concerned about Cole and uh, Cortez not being able to beat the Bo Sox. All right, 844-843-6879. More phone calls, opposite picks coming up next right here Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Take out those pad and pencils, get set for the fastest, but more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks you newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. I did have a little slip up yesterday, only two in six. Uh, we had eight games because we played Washington, both games of a doubleheader, and they got Whack both games. So we're now 267 up, 320 down, over $4,000 in the hole. So we've been on fire picking these games straight. What can I tell you? This is the worst I've ever, ever slept, best I've ever, ever done with opposite picks. And baseball, which is generally the toughest to pick out for the most part. All right, here we go. Although that does go from all the way back to the uh, January 1st. Uh, seven pack of games. Back to a seven pack. L- laying a lot of run and a half here, but what are you going to do? We got monster odds today. Atlanta laying a run and a half at Washington. I mean, how can't you play the Braves, right? Uh, maybe a little bit of a letdown after losing two of three to the Mets, but uh, other than that, I don't think they're going to want to go into the All-Star break on a losing streak. National stink. Second worst home record in all the baseball behind only Oakland. I mean, there's just no way Atlanta, which is playing great ball outside of this little hiccup against the Mets, there's no way that the Braves aren't going to beat the crap out of Washington. Love Atlanta here. Uh, give me the Nationals uh, plus the one and a half. Pick number two, Yankees laying a run and a half versus Cincinnati. Same thing. I mean, how can't you play the Yankees, especially after they lost the first game and struggled last night in their victory? I mean, they are not losing two of three, right? I mean, three games against the last place Cincinnati Reds at home, and you're telling me they're not going to get win one of those games by a run and a half? Uh, give me the Reds uh, plus the one and a half runs. Pick three, Toronto laying 375. Now, I'm going to lay the run and a half, but FanDuel right now does not offer run and a half. Only the money line, and it's a monster money line. Why? Well, the Blue Jays fired their manager, so we that uh, we got that going for us. Uh, two, Kansas City stinks. They're in last place. We have that going for us. And then three, we got Kansas City without 10 of their regulars because they're not vaccinated and they're not allowed into Canada. Love, love. I mean, how can't you love the Blue Jays here, right? Uh, give me Kansas City plus the uh, 350. 
Pick number four, Cleveland laying a run and a half versus Detroit. You know, Guardians stink. We all know that, but they're not as bad as the Tigers, who just dropped three of four to Kansas City, to last place Kansas City, for goodness sakes. They're only 14 and 27 on the road. Guardians are at least four games over 500 at home. Love the guards here laying a run and a half. Uh, give me the Tigers, uh, minus the one and a half runs. Pick number five, Dodgers laying a run and a half at St. Louis. Number two of LA's one-two pitching punch goes Tyler Anderson. Uh, check that, nine and one Tyler Anderson. Uh, mediocre Dakota Hudson goes for the Cardinals who couldn't hold on to a six-nothing lead last night. They used up their bullpen last two days. How in the way, they can't beat the Dodgers leading six to nothing. They're never going to beat the Dodgers, especially with their second-best pitcher on the hill record-wise. Love LA here. Yeah, give me the Cardinals, uh, plus the one and a half runs. Pick number six, Minnesota minus 155 versus the White Sox. Uh, Sox are falling apart right in front of our eyes. Uh, grumblings out of Chicago. Manager Tony La Russa is running two loses of the ship. Uh, no leadership, no discipline. They're a mess. Uh, just 10 and 12, their last 22 games, hovering around 500 all season. And they're kind of like, uh, you know, Toronto South. So first one was Montoya, and La Russa might be next to go. White Sox that made the postseason last year. They are struggling. Love the Twinkies here. Uh, give, me the, uh, give me the White Sox, uh, plus the uh, 135. Pick number seven, Houston Astros, uh, minus uh, 175 at the L.A. Dodgers, or uh, L.A. Angels. Uh, Otani's not pitching for L.A., and that means betting against him. They only have six wins in the last month and a half, folks, in which Otani hasn't pitched. Six out of close to 40 games. <laughs> Still no Mike Trout who's nursing a back injury. Ah, oh, poor Mikey. Angels, 20 games or so out of first place. Uh, they lost basically three out of their every four games over the last month and a half. They are just atrocious. Love the Astros who have the best road record in baseball. Eh, give me the Angels uh, plus the 150. Opposite pick, little seven pack here. The Nationals plus a run and a half against the Braves. The Reds plus a run and a half against the Stankies. The Royals uh, plus a run and a half or plus 350 uh, against the Blue Jays. The Tigers plus a run and a half against the Guardians. The uh, Cardinals plus a run and a half against the Dodgers. White Sox plus 135 against the Twinkies. And uh, give me the Angels plus the 150 against the Houston Astros. Opposite picks for a Thursday, July 14th. Good luck, folks. By the way, uh, speaking of Otani, and don't forget, you can always uh, check out that stuff on the website and then also on uh, your favorite home for a podcast as uh, we post that. Uh, I think they do it about an hour, two hours or so after the show, um, whether it's Spotify or Apple or any of the others that you go to get the, your podcast to just punch in Ops Picks, Sports Grid Radio, and there the show should be. So in case you want to listen to today's show or one of the previous shows, uh, they're all there for your access. So uh, enjoy Speaking of Otani last night, right, we mentioned at the top of the program, 12 strikeouts. They combined for, in the end, 32 strikeouts. I mean, think about that, folks. For a nine, Javier, the starting pitcher for the Astros, he had 11 outs, 10 by strikeouts, 10. He went three and two-thirds, gave up five hits, three runs, Struck out 10. Amazing. Otani ends up striking out 12. Angel pitchers struck out 15. Astros pitchers struck out 17. 
you know, 54 outs in a game, right? 27 for Houston, uh, 27 for the Angels. In fact, the Angels didn't bat in the bottom of the ninth. So 51 outs in this game. 32 by strikeouts. That's embarrassing. That, that is just the record. I looked it up last night is 35 Mets and nationals back in 2015 combined for 35 strikeouts in a nine inning game. That's really amazing. But 32, not far off. I mean, just, just atrocious. And Mike Trout wasn't even playing. And he, he's usually good for two strikeouts. Stankies and, uh, and Reds combined for 27 last night as well. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hi, welcome back. Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio. Uh, just to kind of recap there, a little technical issue, no big deal. Uh, with our uh, open parlays, we're going to go with the Yanks laying a run and a half against Cincy. Uh, we're going to take a pass on the underdog open parlay. We hit last night with Seattle. We're up to 200 bucks. Uh, I don't really like any underdogs. Uh, could go uh, with Seattle, but uh, you know what? They played a doubleheader yesterday. That's a tough spot for them to hop on a plane and fly all the way across the country. So uh, we'll keep our $200 and we'll just pick it up. Uh, on uh, on uh, Friday tomorrow. As far as uh, the uh, strikeouts uh, go, we went three and one. Uh, we hit with the uh, Bassets. Uh, we hit with the uh, Watkins. As far as strikeouts, we hit with um, Javier and Otani. We missed with Severino because he got taken out of the game. Well, what are you going to do? Hits allowed. We went uh, one and three. As uh, we lost with Brubaker, Ryan, and Winkowski, we hit with Javier. So basically, even on the day, still up for the two days that we have done this. All right. Real quickly, here's who we're going to go with uh, today. We have uh, seven strikeout guys. Uh, we're going to go Sanchez, uh, three and a half uh, again for Washington against the Braves, who strike out the second most in all of baseball. We're taking Castillo. He's five and one, uh, excuse me, eight and one uh, with his total five and a half against the Stankies. Uh, they used up their bullpen. Crawford, four and a half for the Red Sox. Anderson, three and a half for the Dodgers. Cueto, four and a half for the Giants, uh, or for the White Sox, rather. Valdez, six and a half for the Astros. And Marty Perez, four. Four and a half for the Texas Rangers against Seattle, who again played a doubleheader yesterday. They're going to have tired bats. So Sanchez, Castillo, Crawford, Anderson, Cueto, Valdez, and Perez uh, for strikeouts over. Uh, these are all over. They're always overs. And then hits allowed. Nestor Cortez for the Stankies, four and a half against the Reds. And uh, Luis Castillo, five and a half. I, I, that's a good little hunch playing both those guys because the Reds and Yanks used up their bullpens over the last couple of days. So these guys are going to be in there forever. So they're going to amass their totals. I am pretty positive about that. Good job by everyone involved. We'll do it all again tomorrow. I'll be on In Game Live later on tonight. Football Full Circle coming up next right here on Sports Grid Radio. Be safe, folks.